Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Penguins, Pirates, Steelers. Oh my, so much to talk to Jeff Hathorne about. Definitely not enough time. And he joins us on the Fan Hotline presented by Sullivan Super Service, Pittsburgh Trusted Plumbing and HVAC provider for over 50 years. First off, Jeff, good morning. Secondly, how in the world is Pitt a six-and-a-half-point dog tonight, man? Telling you, they're, they're still not believing nationwide. Plus, you know, Wake's pretty good at home. All their big wins have been at home this year. I mean, if you look at their resume, they don't have road wins that, that really step out to you. It's all been at home. And I think that's why you get into this situation. Plus, they're coming off that tough loss to Virginia. I think that's why you see the, the Panthers at six-point dogs tonight. Jeff, as we sit here right now, um, how do you see the quarterback room shake out? I mean, we're probably going to go through this scenario 100 times before it actually does, before OTAs. But if you could say right now the three quarterbacks on the Steelers roster will be who, who would it be? Well, Kenny Pickett will be the starter. It will be a uh, – Tannehill-ish type backup, and then a later round draft pick. That's how I think this room is going to play out. I mean, obviously things could change um, if an injury were to happen or something like that, but I think they're committed to having Kenny Pickett be their starting quarterback. They say competition, but, you know, they'll talk about competition in other areas where we really know there's not competition. So, Jeff, is that because you think the Steelers don't want to bring Rudolph back because of that competition and the divide in the locker room or because you feel like Mason's going to say, I'm going to take my talent someplace else? Well, I mean, if I'm Mason, I I would think that he's going to explore his options. I would think, unlike last year, there would be options for him. Um, And I'm still of this belief that, you know, you bring in a guy where there was already some players like, hey, I want this guy to be my quarterback. Yes, they have confidence in him. Yes, they saw what they could do. Um, but in the guise of, you know, Tom and Arnie naming Kenny Pickett the starting quarterback, bringing Mason back, uh, it's not an impediment in that he can't have competition, but that I think it's going to make it harder for him to maybe fully win that room over when there might be some guys and they're going, hey, we, we saw this other guy. Why isn't he our starter? No, I think that uh, I think that's a a good point, Jeff. We were talking a little bit about the tackle position earlier, um, and uh, I guess it was Ray Fittipaldo in his chat basically said that he thinks Broderick Jones will be the right tackle again this year. Uh, that uh, my thing about that is, who is your left tackle? Because you moved all the way up to get Broderick Jones, uh, you should want him to be your left tackle. Who who is the left tackle of this team this year, Jeff? 
Paul, sadly, I think you know the answer to that. It is going to be yet another year of Dan Moore oh. on the left side. If that, if that Adam just happen, fell off his chair, by the way. I'm okay. I mean, that I, I know it sounds crazy to us. Um, PFF rankings are great. They're not always believed by coaching staffs. And, um, you know, unless they were to draft a tackle, and I, I don't see them going – they could say that they take best player available. I can't imagine them drafting tackle two years in a row. I mean, they have some other needs in there. I, to me, I, I'm moving Broderick to that left side. Let's let's stop this. this. This is the guy you brought in to be your left tackle. And if Moore can't handle it, then you could find someone that could play on the right side. But uh, if indeed that he does play right tackle again, it's, it's because Dan Moore is going to play the left side. Do you – Agree with what Ray Fittipaldo wrote in his chat yesterday that Deontay Johnson is unlikely to be a Steeler the year following this year. And if that's the case, do you think they might entertain any kind of trade conversation for him this offseason? I, I think it's on the table. And I think we have seen the Steelers do some things in the last couple of years that we've, you know, people, oh, they never do X. Well, they have done some of those things. They've traded a first round pick, uh, they moved up in the draft. They've, um, sign more free agents than they have in the past. So they have done some things differently than a typical Steeler team would. Yeah, I think they would. I think they would entertain that. Um, both of those things. Uh, I, I just think from a money perspective, um, I don't know if they see the value of what Deontay's going to want and maybe might be able to get with somewhere, someone else. And even though it's not, Kevin Colbert around and the, one of the big things he was known for is, you know, finding receivers in the draft. I, I think more to that, there are just a lot of receivers because of the way the game is played in college now. I mean, there's so much passing. You can find these guys. It's easier to identify uh, young receivers. So if you're looking at a way when, you know, if you're going to have to pay a quarterback more than what you are now, where are ways you could save money? you could find a younger receiver that might be able to do similar, if not the same thing or better than Deontay. Yeah. Jeff, Yammer Yager said so many things uh, the other night. What a great ceremony for him, his jersey being retired. Uh, I know that you were there. Uh, just a, an exciting atmosphere, an exciting time for uh, the Penguins and the history of the Penguins and Yammer Yager and all his teammates. Uh, but one thing he did say that stuck out to me the most was about the power play. And, you know, he's a guy who's played a lot of hockey and definitely played at the highest level and was regarded as one of the best. He said that he thinks that the power play, that guys have too much respect for each other and guys just need to shoot the puck. Is it that simple, you think? You think that they just have too much respect and they keep passing it back and forth and they just don't know? It's like, all right, you take the shot, you get the goal, you know, pass it back to me, I want to get the goal. Like, how, like, do you think it's that simple? Uh, with this Penguins power play is that they just have too much respect for each other. I mean, listen, I think he brings up a, a, a great point, and I think that's one of the reasons it took him so long to take certain guys off the power play because it's also an ego thing. Like, wait, I'm, I'm not on the top power play. I'm on the second power play unit. Do you know what I've done for this franchise? Do you know what I've done in this league? I think that's a part of it. But to me, you know, I was watching it in practice yesterday, and I'm watching the second unit be – in some ways better. And they had Jeff Carter in front. I'm, I'm not a huge Jeff Carter fan. I don't think, you know, obviously he doesn't have the same game that he once had, but on a power play to have that size body sitting in front, um, that's one of the moves I'm making. Uh, when they had that, 
one game where they had the two power play goals coming right out of the break. Both those power play goals, they weren't fancy. They weren't beautiful shots. They were Jeff Carter and Brian Russ sitting in front of the net putting home a rebound. That's what I think this power play needs. Get some damn shots on net and and get somebody in front. I, I agree with what Yager's saying, but I, I look at it as I, what what can they control immediately as well? Put that big guy in front of the net and, and let him at least be a distraction. Do you look at uh, – I mean, obviously Mike Sullivan yesterday talked about shaking things up a little bit with the lineup and making some moves. Um, is he shuffling the chairs on the deck of the Titanic, or do you hmm. think that some of these things might actually – uh, get this team going. Well, they they need to do something, and you, you know some of this is by injury. You know, Chari's out, Nieto's out, Gensel's out. So you've got to shake it up a little bit. The thing to me, as much as the forwards were jumbled around, it's a defenseman. I mean, you're you're putting Latang with Pio Joseph, um, you know, Pedersen and Carlson again, and, and you're putting Graves down on the third defensive pairing. Graves is supposed to be that guy that you pick to potentially be a first-pair defense. It hasn't clicked for him as much as Carlson's been a disappointment. So is Graves. I mean, they're, I don't think to the point of rearranging chairs, but they're, they're hunting for something that may not be there. I mean, this is almost like the last-ditch effort of trying to find a spark. I think the other thing I, I, I wish we would see from Kyle Dubas, you know, at this point, somewhere along this line, Jim Rutherford would have made a trade for the sake of making a trade. Absolutely. Just to shake it up in that room. I'd love to see that from Dubas. It's a one-for-one swap. Some of the guys are, oh, wait, they traded this guy? Um, I think that route that room needs something like that. Yeah, like a hockey trade, like a Perron for Hagel, yes. something like that. I'm with you 100%. And now, uh, last thing here for you, Jeff, and the Fan Morning Show is brought to you by Armstrong Comfort with Matt Mertz Plumbing. Uh, a two-parter here. If the Penguins were to trade Gensel, do you think it'll be at the deadline? They'll have waited to the last possible moment to see if they can contend. That's part one. And and part two is if they trade Gensel, like how would this room deal with that? Yeah, I think to your point that they'll wait, and I think teams will, will want some assurance that, okay, his health is he's going to be good because they're not going to trade for somebody they have questions on their health. So I think that, that factors in. Um, I, but I do. But but let me say this: I think Gensel stays. I don't think they're going to make that move. I think they want everything we've seen from this group over the last few years. And I realize it's a different GM, but it's still the basic front office uh, or mindset that they're going to want to keep Sid happy. Sid wants Gensel, uh, and I think they're they're too far along to try to trade for picks. Um, I don't know if they could get a, a, a true hockey trade for a Jake Gensel. It's probably going to be draft picks. This team, is they're trying to win now, and they're going to stay with that philosophy and drive it right off the cliff, and I think Gensel will stay. Jeff, thank you for your time, brother. We appreciate it. Thanks, boys. Take Jeff. care. Jeff right. Hathorn, our sports director. Make sure you read everything that Jeff's putting out there on 93.7thefan.com. Uh, he also was – he mentioned watching the Penguins practice yesterday. Uh, he got some awesome – audio from Eric Carlson, which we'll get into in the 9 o'clock hour. I I thought Carlson was really grounded in his comments and and said some things that have clearly been on his chest for a while. We'll do that in the 9 o'clock hour. Also wanted to get to some Pirates with Jeff, but not enough time, so we'll do that next. We've talked ad nauseum about what the Pirates need to add. 
But there is a way they can get better without adding. We'll talk about that next. You text us, brought to you by Eggersteiner and Associates, a personal injury law firm where they always say there's never a fee unless we get money for you. And right now, an Austin Beck told fan headline. Penns and Islanders tonight at PPG Paints Arena at 7 o'clock. The Penguins put out some new lines at practice yesterday. Crosby running with Ricardo Kell and Brian Russ, Malkin, O'Connor, and Phillips. Lars Eller with Riley Smith and Pustinen, and Jeff Carter running with Jansen Harkins and Colin White with Joseph Letang, Pedersen, Carlson, Graves, Ruweed, all the defense pairings for Mike Sullivan looking for a spark after the loss Sunday to the L.A. Kings. Headlines, Private Bowser and Genesis of Monroeville. Now open for more, go to 937thefan.com. And now, here's Doran. It's that crazy time of year. Snow, rain, wind, the weather, and damage to your roof may be a crapshoot. But when it comes to choosing home improvement professionals, don't leave it to chance. I trust P.J. Fitzpatrick to get roofing done right the first time. Everyone at P.J. Fitzpatrick strives for perfection and is dedicated to delivering a quality experience. P.J. Fitzpatrick's industry-leading team of professionals is highly trained and experienced. They're efficient, thorough, and focused on completing every job properly. Over 40 years in the business with thousands of five-star Google reviews and many right here in Pittsburgh. Over 40,000 roofs replaced and thousands more repaired. That's experience that Pittsburgh can rely on. More than just roofs, they can help with gutters, windows. How about a new shower? Get 50% off installation of your new shower system. Just visit TrustPJ.com. Schedule your free consultation and price lock guarantee at TrustPJ.com. PJ Fitzpatrick, making life better one home at a time. Get after us on Twitter, at underscore Adam Crowley, at score and Doran, at Paul Zeiss, brought to you by South Hills Kia and Peter's Township. Visit them at SouthHillsKia.net. We've talked a lot about the Pirates the last week and a half or so. As spring training was right around the corner, and yesterday was the first full squad workout, a lot of our conversations have been circled around, can they get Trevor Bauer? Can they trade for Edward Cabrera? Is Domingo Herman going to wind up being a part of this Pirates rotation? What can they add still to put this roster, not even over the top, but in a place where they can really compete for the NL Central crown? And they still need to do that. But I think in having those conversations, we do discount the possibility that they could get better because players on the team are allowed to get better too. So don't start shouting us down on the text line. Don't start calling. No, they need to add. They need to add. Agreed. Agreed. But this team can be markedly better this year if a couple of guys fulfill their promise. Like, if Mitch Keller can have a full season the way he had the first half of the season, that's going to be a big step. The bullpen we already think is going to be better, one of the best maybe in baseball, certainly the best in the division. How about O'Neill Cruz staying healthy? How about Key Brian Hayes taking his last two months of the year and playing the full year like that? And you could say, Crowley, all these things aren't going to happen at once. Listen, it's got to happen with, with Cruz because he's the prince that was promised. Mm-hmm. And then as far as Hayes and Reynolds are concerned, hello, you need a full season out of those guys, and the expectation should be you get a full season out of those guys because guess what? They're actually being paid. Yes, But if those things happen... This can be a team that's around 500 and in the thick of things all year long, even if they don't add starting pitching, because their bullpen should be good enough, and because I do think they've at least got three major league capable starters. Yeah, and, and somebody like Jackson Winsky too. Yeah, Jackson Winsky. I mean, being inconsistent, but still having a big bat. Like if he does see, if he does get a little bit more consistency, I mean, that just helps so much, especially with the construction of the roster. I, you're right. Like there, there's no reason why that this team can't get better with who they have. 
it just would be nice to add for some sure. more pieces to the puzzle for them to be a successful uh, club. So, I mean, even like somebody like Pagero or even Gonzalez, you know, having those guys and whenever they do fit in, whenever they are in the lineup, it doesn't drop. Like, that's all you're asking, right? Like, whenever you're in the lineup, does the production drop? Does it stay the same or does it get better? You would hope that it, in a, in a perfect world that it gets better if you do implement some other players within the roster uh, at times. But you just hope that the production doesn't drop to a level where you're just like, okay, like we're not going to be able to win with these guys. Right. You know, you're doing that thing that the, the Pirates count on. No doubt. Their fans and everybody else doing every single year. There's no question about right? that. And, and you know what I always say? In the military, they say hope is not a method. And what you're talking about is hope. But I don't Let's think- hope that O'Neill Cruz is healthy. Let's hope that Cabrian Hayes gets better. Let's hope that- And I get all that. All that stuff has to happen anyway if they're going to get better. Sure, That's But at the I end like. of the day, the roster is not good enough. Even if all those things happen, they're still not good enough to get where they need to get. See, them. I think if all those if all those things happen, I think they'd be good enough to win 84 Well, who's, 84 their, who's their pitching staff? Well, that's the problem. You know, Mitch Keller and then the two lefties that they acquired, you're going to need, and here's where the hope comes in, you'd need Rowanzi to right. look the part and Ortiz to look the part. Or you're hoping to piecemeal it together so you can get five innings out of each guy because you do expect the bullpen to be good. I'll disagree on 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 this point though, Paul. Like O'Neill Cruz, what he can be, that is hope. That is hope. Like you're hoping mm-hmm. he can make good on his talent. Yes. I can't look at Hayes or Reynolds as hope though anymore. Like you're either the guy at those respective positions, the guy every day in the lineup where you're penciled in, or you're a failure. Like you're paying. Brian Reynolds more than you've paid any player in the history of your organization. Right. Not to have a bad – he had a good start last year, then was bad, and then he came around. No. No. He's got to be the guy. And I'm not hoping for that. I'm expecting that. There is, to me, a difference between hope and expectation. I'm hoping Cruz can be something. I'm expecting but, Hayes and Reynolds right. to be guys. But you're hoping you're hoping the, the, the most important piece is that you're hoping that you know, some of these pitchers at the bottom of the, you know, the couple of them come together and and solidify the, the rotation. Because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, no matter how you cut it out, whether it's openers, whether it's starters, whether it's, you know, bullpenning and all the other stuff, doesn't matter. Every day, 162 days, you have to be able to send somebody out there that gives you a chance to win. Yeah, mm-hmm. you you are right about that. So so, and they don't have enough of those guys. Correct. So when I look at yep. the lineup, I'm thinking there you got you hope that Cruz is healthy and you hope he's the guy. I'm not hoping on on Hayes. I'm not hoping on Reynolds. My expectation is that they're good players and they 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 earn their keep, right? But as for Rowanzi, as for Ortiz, as for Priester, that's where there is. Totally hope. That's all that is, is hope that they can fulfill all their promise. And that's where they do need to augment. That's where they do need to add starting pitching. Because you can't rely on hoping. Maybe one of those guys will pan out, right? right. Maybe. Right. But you need to have at least one more of those rotation spots solidified so that eventually Skeens comes in and is that guy, right? But you also have Rowdy Telez. You're hoping that he get. Two year, two years ago version, not last year's version. I mean, there's a number of it. You hope that Connor Joe is the guy that can play 80 games at first base for you or whatever and hit with uh, some reasonable amount of productivity. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a lot of that. 
I think there are good pieces in place with the Pirates. I do. I think they've gotten better. I think they clearly have you know backfilled their roster, but you got to be able to pitch in this. If you can't pitch, it's really really difficult to win because you can't you consistently every every day. The best teams are the teams that they know for the most part they're going to get a representative start that gives them a chance. To win a game. Yeah, the old adage, you're only as good as your next day starting pitcher. That's re- that's reality. Yeah. That's how you put together winning streaks. You know, you need a Mitch Keller to be what he was the beginning part of last year to stop losing streaks, right. to be your stopper, mm-hmm. to keep winning streaks going every day. Oh, so-and-so was great. Now, you know, Ortiz is going to take the ball, and you expect you're going to get good. five innings out of him, and he's going to give up two runs, and you get handed over to the bullpen, you got yourself a shot. Absolutely. And there's so much smoke. You know, Mackey had the the story ready, right, just in case they would make a deal. The Domingo Herman, the Pirates were a favorite, a front runner for him, and now he starts doing stuff on Instagram. I still, here's that word again, hope, but I am still hoping that there's enough smoke around them being interested in starters that they will get one here in short order. That's the hope. If they don't, then I do think there's a way that this team can still be good, but all those things falling into place – you get another starter or two, you don't need every single one of those deals to hit. Yeah. You know? And, and I, I mean, are we are we up against a break here? I don't, I'm not sure. Depends on depends on how long you're about to go with no, this. No, no, What I was going to say is that because the next part of that discussion, regardless of what we think about what they have on their roster, and the next part of that discussion is how much room do they have to add. That's the next part of the discussion, no matter what. And I know that they don't like it. Nobody likes, you know, nobody down there likes when we start talking about payroll. But at some point, that's got to be a part of the discussion. And, you know, I think one of the things that, you know, the, the real loyalist pirate fan, uh, you know, some of the uh, blogger boys out there, you know, part of what they say is, oh, well, you're all being really unrealistic. They're not going to be able to spend with the Yankees. I don't think there's anybody, that, especially not here, that sits at this mic and thinks that the, that the Pirates should be able to spend with the Yankees. But should they be able to spend with, like, the, the Royals? For sure. The and, Twins? Mm-hmm. And listen, we're also not in the business of, like, are the Steelers likely to trade for Justin Fields? No. Does it not mean it's a good idea? Because it is. Should the Steelers have fired an offensive coordinator? That seemed like a pipe dream. And then they eventually did it. Probably not because we're screaming into microphones, but they they realized they had to. It's not the way that they've done business. No. Right? The Penguins going after Carlson was a pipe dream until it wasn't. Like, we're in the business of telling professional teams, Pirates, Penguins, but, Steelers, Pitt, what they should be doing. But what? Yeah, right. And what, But my point is, when you look at the teams that I just mentioned, the Twins and the Royals, do you think it's realistic to say the Pirates should be able to spend as much money as yeah, the Twins and the Royals? And the Guardians. Okay. And Milwaukee. Okay, well, let's. Well, the Guardians are because are they have a lot of young players. Let's get into this in a little bit here because I think it's a good place to be. we got to get to uh, are you smarter than a plumber. No, don't uh, be sorry. No, no there's, a, there's a ton of meat on this bone here. All right. So we'll get to that a little bit later on, uh, perhaps after are you smarter than a plumber, which is quickly, I think, becoming one of our favorite segments. Mm-hmm. So Southside Jake going to join us next to hit us over the head with some trivia and make us all look dumb. First, though, it's a an Austin Bechtold fan headline. First spring training game for the Pirates is on Saturday, 1 o'clock against the Minnesota Twins. 
Also on Saturday, you could hear that right here on 93.7 The Fan. Also, you can hear on Saturday, Pitt Basketball against Virginia Tech at 5.30. Coverage begins at 5 o'clock tonight. Pitt Basketball against Wake Forest at 9. You can hear it beginning at 8.30 here on The Fan or on your Odyssey app. Headlines are Power Bowser and Genesis of Monroeville. Now open for more, go to 93.7thefan.com. Doran. Whether it's a new water heater, large and small plumbing repairs, vent or duct cleaning, Southside Plumbing and Heating will give you a shoulder to lean on. They're not just a family-owned business that's been, that's been around for decades. They make you feel like you're a part of the family from the time you give them the call until the time the job is done. Their quality and intent to get the job done makes them the absolute best plumbing and heating company in the city of Pittsburgh. Give them a call today, 412-431-7455, or go to their website, southsideplumbingandheating.com. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Oh, yeah. Are you smarter than a plumber? Presented by Southside Plumbing and Heating with our guy, one of our number one listeners. It's how this whole thing came to be. Southside Jake, who's on a golf course somewhere, and he swears because we got the better of him last week. He's coming with the hot fire this week. Hello, Jake. Be nice to us. Good morning, fellas. Like you said, I'm in the sunshine sunshine state today. It's beautiful out here. What are you, you're on a golf course, right? I am. TPC Eagle Trace. Oh, I, oh. Hate I hate you. I hate you. We wouldn't want to screw up your round, Jake. Yeah, so really. Wait, we'll you're... get right to the questioning. <laughs> yeah, like you said, you guys, uh, Crowley and Zeiss, you guys beat me up a little bit last week, so I had to reload here. So I got I got some heat coming for you today. Um, first one, here we go, though. Um, in honor of Pittsburgh getting a look at supporting a NBA team, according to NBA uniform rules and regulations, there is a one solid color that an NBA team is banned from using. What is that color? So for their uniforms. Yes, correct. One solid color. Is it black? Mm-hmm. Is it black? Nope. Is it gold? Nope. No. I, it can't be because I've seen the Lakers running around all Silver? in gold. Silver? No, that's close though. It's cream off white. 
the NBA banned that color because apparently the color interfered with their on-screen advertising. Oh. Interesting. Oh, like the CGI stuff winds up bleeding onto their uniforms. Like whenever you'll see a a weather person wearing green and they all of a sudden go invisible. (laughs) If I'm not mistaken, I think that rule was enacted in 2020. All right, Jake, that's a good one. That is a good one. That's a very good one. What else you got? All right, in an MLB-regulated field, what's the minimum distance from home plate to the closest inbound wall or barrier on the right or left foul line? You're a a jag-off. You know Uh, that? 300 (laughs) feet. Close, very close, but no. 295. No. Three, oh, man, what is it What is it for, for Fenway? 303. 325 feet. Oh, I thought yeah. I, I thought the Fisky pole was 303 feet away. Uh, according to the uh, MLB regulations, 325 is the closest from home plate to wall. Dang. All right, what else? What else? What else? What else? There right. we go. I'll, I'll, I'll give you an easy one. I'll give you an easy one here. It's, it's very easy. Yager this past weekend, jersey sent to the Raptors. How many NHL teams did he play for? Oh, son of a gun. I, uh, I, I, come I, on, guys. Uh, four. I know this, too. All right, wait a second. Let's let's do this. Yeah. Penguins, Flyers. Capitals, Rangers, Flyers, Bruins, Panthers, Devils, seven? You're missing two. Nine. Jeez. You're missing. Calgary. Calgary, Dallas? he ended with Calgary Dallas and, and Calgary. Oh, my God. I didn't realize that. Oh, I forgot all about Calgary, Yager in Calgary. I think he played only a handful of games out there. It's like, it's yeah. like Franco in Seattle. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, guys, I mean, you got to step it up here. I'm I'm killing you guys. Anything else? Man, I don't want to keep this losing streak going for you guys. I think I'll end it there this week just because I, I feel a little bit bad. Oh, wow. wow. Oh, he doesn't sympathy. want us to get one right? A little sympathy. Uh, oh, okay. You want to go for it? Let's yeah, go for it. One more, one more, one more. Let's, one more. Go, for <laughs> Let's go for it. All right. Na- Daytona 500 was raced yesterday after uh, a little bit of postponements. What is the highest purse ever recorded in NASCAR history? <laughs> uh, uh, look at him. 2.5 million. No. That's twenty-eight probably, probably million. Twenty-eight million. Oh, whoa! I nailed it. <laughs> uh, my, I don't know you about him, that one. You heard him clicking in the background. He was typing. May or may uh, not have googled that one, Jake. It, it was broken this past weekend at this Daytona 500 race. So, all right, Jake. Let me turn this around made. on you. Let me turn this around real quick. All right, all right. What's the name of the winner of yesterday's Daytona 500? What is the name of the winner of the yesterday? Like who won it? Yeah, who won? Oh, the winner was William Byron ah, of Team Hendricks. I think I think Jake's a big NASCAR guy. Sounds like it. Thank you, Jake. Yes, this am. was wonderful. We look forward to talking to you next Tuesday at about 7.35. I'll be back in Pittsburgh. I'll see you then. Sounds good. Goodbye. He's mean. Mm-hmm. He wanted to make, We beat him last week, so he wanted to make sure he beat us this week. That's, you know. One, so, of, one of the things when I worked at the NBA, one of the things that they were, were contemplating, this is why I yelled out black, one of the things they were contemplating was getting rid of black from uniforms because of gang, you know, like gangs. You know, back you know in the '90s, we had a pretty big gang problem in in this country in in a number of different inner cities, and they were saying that basically the the, the black uniforms that they were they were trying to bring into the league was attracting or attractive to gang members. <laughs> true, true. The things we think about. By the way. 
Pesky's pole is 303 feet away. And we already know that right field wall at PNC Park is 320 feet 320. away. He's saying 325. Hmm. I call BS, Jake. I know. I'm at the text him. I call BS. All right. Coming up next, there was a little brouhaha after a basketball game last night. It's got Paul fighting with people on the interwebs. We'll tell you what happened. We'll tell you why Paul's fighting with people coming up next. Right now, though, it's an Austin Bechtold fan headline. Look around the ACC standings. Pitt basketball is currently in fourth place. Tied for fourth with their opponent today, Wake Forest, who is currently on a two-game losing streak, but is 13-0 at home. Pitt has to take on the Demon Deacons on the road, where the Panthers are 6-2 overall, away from the Peterson Event Center, and currently on a five-game winning streak. That game is at 9 o'clock. You can hear it right here on 93.7 The Fan, beginning at 8.30. Penguins tonight against the Islanders at home at 7. Headlines are proud by Bowser and Genesis of Monroeville. Now open for more. Go to 937thefan.com. Doran. Trust is a key component in my life. And let me tell you about somebody that I'd absolutely trust to sell my home, and that's Gina Giampetro. You'll have a five-star experience when you sell your home with Gina. The agent you choose to sell your home can make a huge difference. Ask Peggy. She just successfully sold her house in Castle Shannon with Gina, but things didn't go so well before calling Gina, she had worked with two agents before Gina. Her home was on the market for two and a half years. No buyers. It left her paying two mortgages. Gina's marketing strategy made a huge difference and got the ultimate job done. Gina will sit down with you. You agree on a price. You agree on a deadline. If the deadline passes and the home isn't sold, she'll have a bot turned into a rental. She also offers a no obligation guarantee. She doesn't do her job at any point. You're free to get out of the contract. You know what to do. Pull out your phone. Give Gina a call. 724-602-9752. Or Google Gina GMP of Remax Select Realty and look up Gina will sell your home.com. That's Gina will sell your home.com. 50 minute mark on the fan brought to you by South Hills Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Route 19 in Peters Township celebrating 50 years in the South Hills. Brad Spielberger from Pro Football Focus is going to join us coming up in about 10 minutes. I'm sure a lot of you did not catch the end of the Texas A&M Commerce v. Incarnate Word game on Monday. So we'll get you up to speed. Handshake line following the game, as you do in college basketball. And a full-out brawl took place. And it's got people like TSN's Mike DeCourcy saying, we just need to do away with handshake lines. And Paul, well, now you come in. Every year we have this discussion, right? And as I say, it's like like the, uh, the most American thing to do, right? Something goes wrong, so we have to ban it, get rid of it. Instead of having some sort of like measured look at it, as I said to Mike DeCourcy and many others who came at me, there are between middle school games, boys and girls, high school games, boys and girls, AAU games, boys and girls, college games, boys and girls, I'm sorry, men and women, there's literally 50,000 or 75,000 handshake lines every single week. Now, do that math on, you know, how many that is for a season. And one go, one goes a little sideways or two goes a little sideways, and now we got to ban it? I mean, to me, the, the reason I like the handshake line, honestly, you battle for the entire game. At the end of the game, if you can't shake your competitor's hand, then you've got a problem. So I actually will look at these fights and it's a reason for me why the handshake line needs to continue. <laughs> because, you know, I saw I saw the course you argue, well, what's it really mean? It's forced sportsmanship. 
Kind of, yeah. For sportsmanship. Well, it, it kind of is. Like, hey, shake the hand of your opponent. I yeah. don't care if they foul you. Right. I don't care if they elbowed you in the face. Game's over. You're human beings. Look them in the eye. Have a conversation. Fine. Shake hands because life goes on. It's when these things get out of control. That's when there's no sportsmanship. Like, right. That's that's where you weren't able to contain it in between the lines, right? I think it's a teaching moment. Hey, look, don't be like them. Yeah. Don't punch your opponent in the face after a game like that. If you have something to say, say it. Right. Hey, I didn't appreciate this. Talk it out. Shake hands. Move on. When these happen, I think handshake lines are great. I love it after playoff series and hockey. Truba's taking off Crosby's head. And Ricard Ra- Raquel's getting concussed in game one of a playoff series. At the end of the series, you shake hands. And that shaking of hands, and this is what I always argue, that shaking of hands is a part of the playoffs in, 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 in the NHL. That handshake line at the end of each series, it really, to me, is exactly the essence of why you do it. Because, you, like you just said, you beat the hell out of each other for seven games. And it gets nasty, and it gets personal, and there's you know cheap shots and all the you know the Truba stuff and all that. But guess what? It's still at the end of the day a game. And by shaking their hands, saying "Hey, good luck" or whatever, you're basically establishing that okay, we can be competitive as yes. hell when the game is going on, but it's just a game. Yes. Yeah, respect the game. I mean, at the end of the day, like I feel like we get far, farther and farther away of respecting why we're playing these games, and um, that is a part of it, and it's respecting your opponent. It is, uh, you know, sometimes battles. It's combative uh, in a lot of sports, and at the end of the day, it's like, okay, like we went out there, we put all of our energy out there, we blood, sweat, and tears, all the cliches, but, you know, there's still respect for why we did this. It's not – we're not – Street brawling. You know, we're not out in the streets fighting. It's losing like, gracefully. Yes. It's a part of the game. Yeah. It's a part of, of playing sports. It's a huge part. So I, I think that you should continue it, uh, but make an example out of that. I'm with you. And just coming up through every level, like you said, right. Paul, like there is there is big time lesson learning there. There absolutely is. Listen, I just talked about, you know, on Sunday when my team played against a team that was really kind of a nasty team. And then these are seventh graders. It was a nasty game. It was dirty. The other team was screaming, you know, and yelling and screaming at us and their coaches. But at the end of the game, my teammate, and I'm, I'm th- and get in line. Okay, they beat us. Get in line. Be, you know, be a stand-up guy type of it. Go shake their hand. Yeah, because part of that's you're taking your lumps there then too. Yes. You're the losing team. And, you're and, taking your lumps. And, and if you're the winning team, you don't want to rub the other team's face in it. That's and all and, part and of here's it. the thing that, that irritates me most about the AAU thing. Some of these teams act like dinglings when they're going through the, 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 the shaking the hands line, right? That's on the adults. Yes, it is. Because you're supposed to be teaching, hey, listen, at the end of this game, you're going to go and you're going to shake their hand and say, hey, great battle. Let's do it again sometime, right? Whatever. But you got these ones, you know, this thing where they, they'll put their hand way down where they can't shake it or, they, you know what I mean? Or the dead fish they'll, they'll toss the, the, out right, there. Or, or whatever, and they got it, you know, a nasty, you know, that's not being a competitor to me. Some people think, oh, well, they're just because they're competitive. No, it's not. It's because they're being jackasses. That's what it is. That's what bothers me the most about it. As an adult, you teach them. You leave it in between the lines. And then you respect the game and respect your competitor. You don't have to be happy, but respect the yep, game and respect your respect. competitor. That's all it's about. 
We respect Brad Spielberger immensely from Pro Football Focus. He's going to join us next. He he dropped some Justin Fields news last week after we talked to him. Why he didn't drop it with us, I don't know why. I will confront him about that coming up next. Fan weather brought to you by Sun Chevrolet. Check out special financing for qualified buyers on new Silverado 1500 trucks. Today, high 49. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 